Um, hello, Manchester City. Let's talk when you win 14 FA Cups. I, I bet. This is an open mic post-game edition of The Gooners Pod. Once upon a time, way back when there were only 9,000 Arsenal podcasts, six young men from various backgrounds, a young basketball prodigy with more trophies in the last 20 years than Totten and Hotspur, an Irish kid with a horrible haircut, a young Jewish nerd who hadn't discovered food yet, a child from Hemel Hempstead who didn't want to be English no more. A handsome young man who learned to play football on the hard streets of Disney World. And a young Mexican AC Milan fan hatched a plan to take over the world of Arsenal podcasts. But then these boys became men. Jared. Ewan. Magic. Aston. Andy, and Miguel, and the rest, my friends, is history. And now, all these years later, you tune in every so often to hear their incredible takes, their football knowledge, and their sensual advice. But now, it's gone too far. You, our fans, are at long last witness to season seven 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 welcome to the gooners pod hello and welcome to the gooners pod we are live we're actually doing an open mic show today um so if you want to get in and have your say i know it's late over in europe but uh if you want to have your say, get in at GoonerOpenMic.com, just like the scroll at the bottom of the screen says. It's a weird feeling, Aston. I mean, we're doing a show after a loss, but it's a loss that's kind of not feeling like the worst thing in the world, but there's some negative stuff to talk about. There's some positive stuff to talk about. So, frankly, I, I think we got a lot to go over today, um, but it is 1-0 to the Manchester City um just delighting their their 50,000 silent fans uh and uh and and our run for our 15th FA Cup is over how you feeling yeah i mean it's a strange one right because it, it, they renamed the FA Cup the Emirates Cup because it's ours you feel me like that's our cup there's no other team in in, in england in the world that they you know, has owned a cup as much as we have right there. So, you know, it's always weird. It's always strange not being in the final, but we'll, we'll take the hit. We let Man City get one this year. I think what's really odd is we, we've lost a game and it's just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. Like, I don't know. Mentally in my head, I'm like, we, we didn't really try that hard, but at the same time, I don't like losing. So it's, it's, it's conflicted. I'm conflicted right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would disagree that we didn't try that hard, and we can debate that, and we'll get our open micers' uh, views on that. I, you know, I think it was, it was the first of three games that are going to make a massive difference, and you did kind of feel like it was the first four or five rounds of a 15-round, well, this shows how old I am, 15-round boxing match. Um they used to have those last did you, did you did you bring a cane or, or a walker to the show today? Or well, it, it's bare knuckle boxing, and and frankly, they used to have unlimited number of rounds, which is sick. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, it felt like the early rounds, a little bit of feeling out. Except you know, and and you know, you know, I love me some feeling out, but um, but it didn't work out so well for us in the end. We'll talk about I kind of in a sense a tale of two halves, if we will. Uh, love to hear from some people. Uh, we've got some folks returning in the uh, in the red room. Love to get some new names in there. Arnie, if you're uh, if you're game for it, come to come to uh, gooneropenmike.com. Debsec would love to hear from you again if you uh, if you're around. Um, and uh, and and BX Gunner as well. So um, we are now in line only to win six trophies this season. Uh, we, we, we've got four in the, in our bag already. We got Baltimore, mm -hmm. which is also known as the, the Aston trophy. Yeah. We've got yeah. Orlando, which is also known as the Aston trophy. Yeah. yeah uh, all the way. 
we got Dubizzle, the Dubizzle Cup uh, mm. that we won. Uh, the Aston Trophy, also yes. known as the Aston Trophy. And, and and the Emirates, uh, uh, the Emirates Cup, which is known as the the the, the Magic Mike Trophy, because yeah. I'm because al- I'm always there. Uh, right. And then the Europa and Premier League. So I mean, the eight tuple dream is over. But remember what I said at the beginning of the season on a particular YouTube channel. Um, it's still possible. And 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 here's what I said. Let's let's hope that continues. But um, yeah, this this team is different. This club is different. I told yeah, you okay. we were going to win the league. I told you we were going to win the treble, the quadruple, the quintuple. We're going to win all the duples. We're going to win tournaments that we're not even participating in. I mean, did we know at that point that we were participating in the Dubai Cup? No. And we won it. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, the, the duples are still happening. It's just we're not going to be able to get seven or eight of them like I was hoping. Well, like, but but let's get in. Let's get into it a little bit, right? Because I do think that um, a great place to start is actually the the lead up to the game, right? We there was a lot of psychological warfare. Um, Guardiola put it pulling the old like arm around the shoulder. This is the greatest manager in the world that I'm coming up against. You know, stuff that he does every year whenever he's got a rival. Um, there, there was a lot. There was a feeling, kind of going into this, that this would be the first, like you said, of the of the real uh, heavyweight fights that we would see this year in the Premier League. And honestly, when you looked at those team sheets, they didn't really disappoint. I mean, Arsenal with a few changes up top. Obviously, we got to see Leandro Trossard come in, Tommy Yasu, no Ben White at all in the in the team, which was a little odd. Uh, Vieira coming in, but all of these are players that I think. I think, Mike, that we expect to perform at a top, top level and be able to compete with the Man Cities. Uh, and then City just went all out. You know, Holland in the team, De Bruyne in the team. Um, two, cha- two changes from uh, – uh, oh, damn it, I didn't bring my bell out. Uh, two changes <laughs> from the team they, they played, uh, you know, in the Premier League game against Wolves over the weekend. Uh, that's it. We made what? Six changes, perhaps. I, I'm just eyeballing it. Uh, so it's totally, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it, uh, and and to come out and 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 essentially dominate the first half the way I felt that we did uh, tells us a lot of good things. So you know, without any further ado, uh, let's get the opinion of one of you, the listeners, uh, the, the the viewers, the users of the podcast on the open mic. You can join the list uh, of, of folks and the per- the hit parade that's coming on this podcast to learn us some Arsenal uh, by going to gooneropenmic.com and uh, and getting in the queue. Vivek from San Jose, California. Buddy, it's great to see you again. What's but up, guys? I mean, did you take my place in London? I mean, you're, you're, you're literally outside the new stadium. I, I wish, I wish. By new stadium, I mean, I mean you know, the see, new rap. No, nobody can replace you, Magic, uh, the way you go to the stadium and say, uh, Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. <laughs> That's not, not, only, not only are you a traveler, you're a time traveler, because the stadium that you're sitting in front of, it doesn't it's, look like that It anymore. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, so, I mean, I, you, you are amazing. Uh, was the team amazing uh, today? Did you, what, did, what did you think of, uh, of the performance, of the way that we approached it? Uh, the thing that we all are going to have to talk about and get all negative up people's asses about because it's just too glaring to note it, to not mention. You at the floor, Vivek, what do you want to say? Uh, the major thing, I would say, going toe-to-toe with uh, a changed team where Man City played, uh, let's say, pretty much their strongest 11 was good to see. First 45 minutes, aside from... Uh, Holding, doing his holding stuff. Um, I mean, yeah, he, he's he's okay up until earlier uh, games uh, for, let's say, Carabao Cup or EFL Cup, whatever. Keep on renaming it, even for um, FA Cup or uh, Europa League uh, group stages or Champions League group stages. But when you go deeper into these competitions, uh, I do think uh, there are limitations to have holding on. So seeing Saliba come in uh, did give well, a little bit. Vivek, question about about holding since since you brought him up. I mean, he was clearly out to disrupt uh, Holland today. He, but he did a good job. Uh, nothing he, against. He, exactly. Yeah. He yeah, can he, do that. We've seen him do it in the past. He was pretty much out there to do his 2017 FA Cup final routine. Uh, I think he, he was out, against Diego Costa. Yeah, he was out there to do that against uh, uh, against um, 
Tottenham last year as well. It just didn't go so hot for him, and he got he, he got a little too hot, a little too early. I thought he got away with a few cheeky things against against City, and was fortunate not to get a yellow earlier. So, so um, I, I so think there's uh, pros and cons over here because uh, when you see, uh, I mean, his shirt was ripped, um, the undershirt mm. that he was wearing. So I'm guessing Paul Tierney was uh, looking at that too at the same time, like uh, the bat- <laughs> battle they were going toe to toe. It's like it's it's fifty fifty. I, I cannot be serious against one and not be serious against another so with that being said he did fairly decent for what he was brought in that did remind me uh sometimes like in the last game um when we saw Tommy Asu, which was purely a tactical sub uh when he came in against Ben White to uh take on Rashford it's like Arteta gave Tommy Asu certain words certain job and he did do that to the T Aston, Aston was was Holding's job today to play the first half and just make sure not to get more than one yellow. Probably. Uh, actually, actually, I think Holding was probably going to play the entire game. I think that there was a, um, as we're hearing, um, there's going to be a scan of um, Thomas Partey's ribs. Um, and it's going to determine if there's anything going on there. Don't worry, guys. This is literally a situation where they said he literally felt the mildest of things, and Arteta immediately said not worth it and snatched him out. But I think that when you have that little, you have Sambi Lakonga coming in in that situation, and we're going to get on to him more in a minute. But I think when you have him coming on on that situation, you're looking for a little more ability uh, to play the ball out from the back. Um, that maybe holding doesn't have. And that's, that's all that happened. Now, Malik, I want to ask you something. I need you to settle something between me and Mikey here, right? We, we started off, you heard our first little point of contention. I felt that the team, even in the first half when we were going toe-to-toe, never really felt like we had left second gear to me. Were we up for it today, or, or, or is this just my misconception? Is this me coping from the from the loss? I do think we were up for it, uh, based on how how you saw Trossard take on uh, the first uh, few minutes uh, of his shot, as well as uh, the one uh, pass that he gave to Tommy Asu, uh, right on the dock. Like, damn, that that guy is onto something. So definitely, we were up for it. But here's the thing: the amount of gap it seems that we have reduced, and it seems how close we are getting to City it might be coming off as we never picked up the second gear. However, if it was probably a certain different team, it might be a completely different situation. And it would have, the optics would have been completely different as well. Like, oh, we are already in um, the top gear right now. So Mm -hmm. maybe that could be this. Another question. We called out holding in the first half and we're still sticking in the first half. I don't want to go into, we'll talk about the second half when we get there. But, um, but, Matt Turner, right? Mm-hmm. Ramsdale comes. Ramsdale comes out. Matt Turner comes in. Personally, for me, I thought he was playing a blinder in that first half. I was actually really, really impressed with, especially his distributions. What were your thoughts on our backup goalkeeper today? That's all I can say. Like, uh, hats off to the job. Uh, clearly shows why he's uh, number one for us uh, here in the United States. Uh, um, he has that mentality of uh, playing out from the back. Maybe he did not uh, feel as comfortable. The difference uh, you saw when Saliba came in uh, when playing out from back versus when Holding and Gabriel were in there uh, from for playing out from the back was uh, completely stark, I would say. But uh, yeah, the guy, he's an able deputy. He may give Ramsdale a run for his money come next season. So there is no doubt about that, in my opinion. In, in one of my group chats that is primarily uh, folks over there, um, one of them was just like Matt Turner. He shit. Get him out of there. It, it's it's absolutely. I was like, are you kidding me? He was. No. This might have been, despite giving up a goal that, frankly, I I mean, he I, I blame that goal. Him, but uh, there were multiple factors for the goal. Yeah. yeah, he could have had a hand on it, but then again, if you see positioning of Alan right behind it, that would have just gone in regardless. Uh, uh, even if uh, Matt Turner put a hand on. Uh, yeah, I, there. And, yeah, and I, I don't blame him on that, but I mean, he made multiple. I mean, his command of the area was good. Um, his punches were timely. Uh, his early challenge on on Holland had to happen. Um, 
even well, was the, the challenge wasn't on Holland, was so it? I, I do felt that was pre-planned. That was how Arteta prepared them. Like uh, the long balls to Holland, you need to come out before Holland gets to those balls, and that that's how they uh, probably prepared for the game. So th- that is why we saw him coming out as much. Uh, I don't think so. I've seen him do that in any of the Europa League games uh, where he was playing, but today. The guy literally commanded his uh, penalty box. And, and, and to Holding's credit, too, with, with and we're talking about Holding and Turner as, uh, as the rotational options that we have, Holland was kind of quiet today. We didn't really see too much of him. And we, again, weren't playing our best keeper, but he shut him down. Like you were saying, on every long ball, it seemed like Turner had an extra spring in his step. And then for all that we make fun of holding for, saying maybe he's not up to snuff, maybe his English accent has gone away and so has his powers, maybe the new hair has turned his head into maybe wanting to do modeling because he's got such a beautiful smile. For all that we give him, he did really. I don't think I don't really remember Holland doing too much in the first half at all. N- neither in second half. Uh, I mean, yeah, he did had some good passes that came to him, uh, and then pretty much a little bit involved for the goal, uh, where he was like standing over there and pushing the defenders out of the position. Uh, yeah, let's let's not talk about Sambi in that case, anyways. But uh, whatever it was. <laughs> We're, we're gonna have to. Uh, we, we, we've got we've got a, a segment prepared uh, on on Bambi, uh, the Sambi. But you know what? I I just did something I shouldn't be doing, which is giving nicknames to players. I don't have to stoop to the level of others, but uh, but but he, yeah. Uh, Vivek, we're gonna we're gonna move along to the next open micer. Um, but uh, I mean, if you want to stick around, we may end up kind of doing a full panel at the end. But uh, any any I'm final comments? Listening. Any final comments? Uh, any other area of the game that you want to talk about? I, before, I am uh, actually looking forward to the game on two fifteen at this point. And with, uh, I know you guys are going to talk about uh, Casado's uh, transfer request. If you check his Instagram post, he has a check in at Emirates Stadium on that Instagram post. So, <laughs> is he leaning towards us, or is well, it? You a should be, just look around. Is he there? I mean, you're there. So we, you know, I'm, I'm need... going to become Nic- Nicola Pepe right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to be able to read that, unfortunately. Um, but I think, but I think everybody's already read it on their own uh, phones and all that. So we yeah. will, uh, we'll certainly talk about Caicedo, um, and it's become ever more important with the, you know, with just the potential now that that Partey could miss time if, in fact, it is a rib injury that he was pulled off for. Um, so Vivek, great to see you. Uh, okay, hope, see you guys. hope to see you soon. I don't know if you're planning on going to any of the Gunagra or or the, the I'm, I'm actually traveling for work around that time. So well, well, stop traveling for work, quit your job, <laughs> and and start traveling for something that matters. Uh, <laughs> for but sure. uh, it's good to see you, my friend. We'll take care. See you guys. All right. So next up, we are going to go to Daniel. Um, let's get. Be back backstage. Bring in Daniel. Daniel, good to see you. It's up. It's it's late where you are right now, but uh, but yeah. we always we always enjoy when you come on and have your say. Um, Thanks very much for having me on. Hey, and um, so and how real, are you feeling about the game? Real quick before we go in, remember all, we have 16, 16 of you guys in chat right now. If you want to have your say, which you do want to have your say, we're great guys to talk to. Make sure you're jumping over to the GoonerOpenMic.com so that you guys can chat out. We did it before AFTV did it. Okay, we're the innovators. Come check we started. Out. We started doing this in two thousand and one, okay. um, when Aston was a fetus, and um, you know. That, <laughs> That's when we that's what we've been doing. Uh, you know, we've been doing these open mics. So don't let anyone else say they came up with the idea first because clearly it's us. Um, but yeah, just go to gooneropenmic.com. We've made it even so that you don't have to type in the www because that's the kind of guys that we are. So so Daniel, uh, what what is your key takeaway from tonight? I mean, uh, uh, just before I get into that, I just copied and pasted the link to join this. That easy. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm f- fine. Like like I saw a lot of like a lot of 
like more positives than than negatives. Like like from the game, like we start like we started off quite really well. I thought like like shots from Tommy Asu. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trossard. Yeah, those were those were some. Uh, some I mean, that, those were really good saves by their backup goaltender. I mean, uh, yeah, well, yeah. who's this Vega guy? He's he's not bad. Yeah, like I thought on the whole, yeah, we did play well, apart from that one little mistake from Turner. But like, <clears throat> yeah, like good. Performance like and uh, like one nil away to Man City is not bad. Con- like considering they had like Harland, who like I thought he was going to cover goals tonight. It's, yeah, a guy that for a guy that's dabbed on the entire league, like yeah. uh, being able. Rob Holding standing up to him is actually a much bigger deal than I think people are re- ready to recognize. Yeah. It, it, and we know for a fact, like, again, and I'm by, by no means is this an insult to Holding, but we know that he's not the greatest defender, which tells you that the coaching, and Mikel Arteta has done a lot to, like, make that clap, to close that gap um, in, yeah. in ability. Holding does have the the. I mean, he's played this game at this level long enough since he came to us. You know, on that shocking transfer from Bolton, um, where we're like, "Who is this guy?" He's he he understands the psychology of the game. Now, does he get it right every time? No. Um, you know, certainly came out of the shot out of the gate way too hot against Tottenham last year, and it cost us dearly. But more often than not, you know when he's needed to rise to an occasion that we're not sure he's capable of, he does a reasonable enough job of it. And, and, and while I think he undoubtedly would have gotten a second yellow if he'd stayed in the game and therefore a good yeah. substitute, uh, you know, for Mikel Arteta, yeah. he did a job as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Now, Daniel, Daniel, before we, I, cause I don't want to rehash the whole, uh, uh, holding thing. I want to actually talk about another really great positive, a, a new signing that we got to see his full debut, uh, yeah. from the start, Leandro Trussard uh, on the left, um, taking the spot of Gabriel Martinelli. What did you think of him? Really good. Like, like, um, looks a national player. Hmm? Looks a national player now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like he's done incredibly well. <clears throat> like, like that, that, that cameo against Man U. Mm-hmm. Like, like he, he looked like that he'd been like playing in that team since the start. Mm-hmm. Like, he just slotted in like, at home. What's been yeah. your favorite quality of him so far? Um, his attacking threat. Mm. He yeah, really looks at him, you know? Uh, uh, say that again, please. He really drives, you know? Like, he just takes the ball and he just runs at these players. Yeah, yeah like, no fear. Like, no I fear. Love, to, to me, what, what, what he does that I think I'm starting to actually pay more and more attention to, I mean, you, you, you can tell that he's... In, in a Martinelli type of style, he has just got one one eye on the goal and the yeah. other on where where a teammate is, and he's just dangerous with the ball at his feet. But what I'm also seeing, and this is something I'm always interested in when a player comes into a squad halfway through the year, yeah, the runs he's making off the ball, or mm-hmm. when he you know when he lays it off for for a teammate, whether you know whether it's Tierney or to one of his midfielders. What he does immediately after that, he's finding these these pockets of space and um, space as it appears I am in. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he's finding these pockets of space and just the, the passes aren't necessarily finding him yet. There was one point at which I forget who it was that tried to slot a pass through to him when he ran into space and it almost connected. But I mean, like these are these are looks that, you know, in years past, we just haven't had 
players running into those spaces. It was just all kind of simple cross long crosses looped in and, and direct mm-hmm. up the middle rather than, you know, some of these, uh, you know, the runs that players were making, but if Trostard looks, I mean, he, he is, he could be one and one a with, with, uh, with Martinelli. I mean, that is a great duo to have on that left side. Mike, get your bell ready. You know, back, I, I, I'll be right back with it. <laughs> back in the back in the day, we used to say when. Remember when we went through that period of time when we we got Ozil, but then we also got like uh, we we were playing Rosicky, and we were always on the eye. Like we were always looking for those attacking midfields. We got Cazorla the year before Ozil. We got Arteta the year before we got uh, Cazorla, right. and, and everyone used to be able to. Everyone used to say, "Oh." That's a Vanger player. Like that that guy over there, that's a Vanger yeah. player. I think with this, what we're seeing in Trussard is we're starting to see what an Arteta player looks like. You know, yeah. what he's yeah. looking for yeah. um, in yeah. the market. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I was just about to say that like like each uh so, like signing now is mm-hmm. an Arteta player. Mm-hmm. Like not like then, like they're not spending, like, well, no, they're not breaking the bank, mm-hmm. like, like blindly, like Todd, like Bowley at Chelsea. <clears throat> Whereas we've been smart by spending like half of what they paid for. Well. Um, yeah, and, and you know what's interesting about what what you're saying, and and this is a very very good point because it's both things, right? We both yes. won't break the bank, but at the same time, if they value a player, you can see that they're willing to pay the money, but only the value that we dis- define. If it's beyond yeah. that value, we're not going to do it, and we'll and we'll go find a yeah. bank. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, I, and plus. Like, I I like what Edu says, where 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 they get to know the the player first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got the personality for this yeah. team. Now, what did I miss? What do I need to? What do I need to give you some love for, Asa? Oh, it's it's. I, I said it, uh, that uh, you know Arteta, Cazorla, and Ozil were Vanger players. Now we're starting to see what an, an Arteta player looks like. No, I'm not. I, I'm actually not sure that qualifies for the bell. Okay. Okay. No, okay. It, no, it doesn't qualify. I, I did. I did. It's an Arteta player. I did get stopped at the airport coming home from coming home from London, and they had to search my bag, which because my bag's full of like wires and and batteries and microphones and stuff, and they and they they're searching through the briefcase, and they're like, like like, and I'm like, it's a long story, but it's it's just a hotel bell. <laughs> Imagine I get detained while while traveling because of a stupid yeah. podcast ga- gag that's been going on for far too long. Uh, Daniel, we're gonna we're gonna move to our next open mic, my friend. But uh, yeah. thanks for staying up late with us tonight and, uh, no and sharing your views on the game. Yeah, cheers, boys. All right, buddy, we'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. All right. Mike is so slow at this today. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm 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 not doing so great. So next we have a man. Now we've got it. Now is going to be a well-timed shift to some negative stuff. Uh, and to, to help us with that, we have a lovely man who I finally met in person just a week ago. Uh, and we'll be seeing again. I met him like five days ago and I'm seeing him in six days from now. So, uh, so Kevin, a. Okay. what is up my friend? How you been? Um, I'm, I'm good, but I'm feeling a bit mad about the game. Yeah, I understand that feeling. It's very, it's very yeah. like. Eh. Are yeah. you feeling a little sandy right now? Because let's let's talk yeah, about the let's talk about the, uh, the the elephant in the room. Do you like the muck up of your new apartment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks great. Yeah. No, because you have like seven of them. Um, <laughs> Dibsay, come come check this check this clip out and tell me what you think. This is what we caught in the game. This is actually an interaction between Sambi Lakonka and Martin Odegaard. There you can see Odegaard pointing. Sambi does not meet his man. 
Odegaard makes the tackle, immediately goes over to Sambi and yells. By the way, Aston, from now on, do, do horizontal videos. We'll do. Take it from a pro. Uh, that's what you want to uh, do. Listen, I'm, I'm just a podcasting baby, okay? You're my podcasting yeah. daddy. Sambi, Sambi isn't at the level that we need in the team now. Full we'll stop. Right? But I think, I mean, See, I've just had quite the a, yeah, the old full stop. Yeah. I've just had a, quite a long discussion with somebody else on Twitter about the goal was Sambi's fault. Sambi should have come over and plugged the hole. Yeah. It was great because Saka moved out to Grealish to support Tommy Asu, who I don't think Tommy Asu needed that, which gave Ake the room. And Arteta yeah. almost alluded to that when he said the goal was down to them not following their runners. <clears throat> Two wingers interlinking that scored. Sorry, the left, the right left back and the left winger. That led to the goal. But for some reason, I think because we can all see that Zambies isn't the quality that we need, any slightest little thing, we're jumping on him. Yeah, it, it, that's something that I, I talked about getting in the show. We were actually in the um, pre, you know, our, our little pre-setup. We were chatting back and forth. We were worried about that. We, we don't want to be too negative to Slate Sambi because he's such a young player. But at the same yeah. time, we need to be honest about what we're seeing. And one of the things I will say honestly that I'm seeing is in that game, maybe it wasn't completely his fault for the goal. But when did he win the ball back in that entire half? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I call him Bambi, personally. I, well, and, and he's gangly, isn't he? Just and all, he runs awkwardly. I don't <laughs> like. I don't like like using like names for people and stuff. But he literally the, the, this segment that we're about to show, and and uh, you know, let's just call this a hypothetical segment from the game today, in case anybody's uh, looking over our shoulders. But. Um, he did kind of look like a deer in the headlights. And I, whether the goal was his fault or not, this is not what I want to see from him. So well, what uh, a message to the board. Well, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. But but let's take a look and see, you know, is this what he's supposed to be doing or is this not? All right, so. I mean, if he was on offense, he'd be in some great pockets of space right now. But jumping up and down, literally galloping like a like a deer just doing really virtually nothing. I mean, uh, again, I could be completely off base and that could be exactly what he's been tasked to do is cover an area where someone might run into. But to me, that doesn't look like what Thomas Partey. <clears throat> and the moral of the story is when, when you choose or are forced to, to downgrade from, from Thomas Partey to Sambi Lekong in the middle of the game, you become a weaker team. That's that's all we need to say. But I do want to come back to something that might upset you two guys mm. earlier in the game, particularly the first half. Pep stroke Halland had a clear tactic to target Holding and Turner. Mm. And it worked to their advantage because they pressured Turner particularly. Right? Did Holding he not rise to the really occasion though? To, to push him, yeah, but he was kicking it long. And all that did is enabled City to recycle. I That's think what that... happened a lot of the time, right? Well, it's good to have you on, Demsek. You know, I've got a goalkeeper thing, but that to me was a clear tactic that Pepper got. Um, yeah, it, it definitely improved when Saliba came on. I think, you know, he felt better when Saliba came on. And I'm not saying that I'm I'm not saying that Turner didn't have a great game, but we have to bear in mind that his ball control, when we're trying to pass it out from the back, he he seems to have a de facto of kicking long. And teams are starting to maybe or big teams are starting to think, well, if Turner's in, we just need to apply a bit of pressure to him. 
And then and the other thing frustrate me was kick the ball wide to Saka. My arms are going over that way. Yeah. But Ake is almost a, a foot taller than Saka. He's never going to get the ball. Yeah. I just really recycled good. back. The general discussion on Saka today was that this was not his sharpest of games. No, Saka was poor, but, but even then, you know, if you're going to kick it long, kick it long where we've got a chance of getting the second ball or the first ball, not where, you know, you've got such a height difference. And Ake, Saka was off. Ake had a, had a brilliant game. So, but anyway, I'm going to come off of that. Actually, think, we, you know, you, you, you know, we love you, Kevin. So it's like it, when we have this open mic show, by the way, everybody, if you want to jump on the open mic show, it's Gooner, uh, GoonerOpenMic.com. And you don't have to agree with us. I'm not so I am. Our, our heads I don't are, even agree with us. Except for Mike's. Mike's head is huge. If you disagree with him, you might you'll never see the light of the day. But me, I mean, I might have seen the same from Ramsdale. I don't know under the situation. You know, because once once holding gets breached in whatever way they're breaching him, yeah, because that was a clear tactic. Mm. Goalkeepers under pressure, so they have limited options of what they can do. Had the uh, um, had the away had the away support strike you today? I mean, all I heard oh, today they were fantastic was our our absolutely our fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I mean, I would, um, another I would player just I want to highlight that might as a recent acquisition, and I'm hoping he's going to improve, but might have to be moved on, is Vieira. Okay. I actually I mean, think he's that bad today. He's, he's tended to kind of come up with big moments, but few of them, and and the rest of the time you're 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 just noticing that he's not Martin Odegaard. In this, you know, in a yeah. similar fashion to yeah. with some of our other second string, you know, second team players. So, um, do you think that he just needs more time, or do you think he's not? Well, that's to... why I'm hoping. Yeah, he needs more time um, because you know, my analysis, my breakdown of the game is is what was the real big difference between the two teams, right? A defensive error, right? Both teams had few shots on few shots, but one was clinical enough to score. That's the difference. Definitely. By the time they scored, we could have been two up. So but we didn't take them. One of them was a big one by Vieira. So, Dimsic, I want to throw something your way, see how you handle it. When I'm looking at the game, key passes metrics, we have Vieira at two key passes leading the team in, uh, well, actually tied with Trossard. And uh, he actually had a, what is it, what is his pass completion? It looks like a 88% pass completion rate with the most progressive passes in the team. I know, what, I know what Dimsic's answer is going to be to this. I test up to what you what you yeah, think you saw. Yeah. It's eye test, isn't it? Mm -hmm. you, you, you can sit there and give me those figures, but I think you know when I mention Vieira, you understand exactly what I'm saying. You know, I Ooh, could have hundred percent pass test if Mike was standing next to me, six inches away. I could might be, I might get actually ninety nine percent. But you see what I mean? You know, yeah, so as a metric, okay. as a metric. That looks fantastic. That's where El Nini gets great metrics, but 90% of his passes are sideways or backwards. Yeah. You know? You know, we call this, we call me the Arteta of the pod because, like, you there, I was trying you out. I was seeing what you had if I, if you would sink and swim under pressure. And you, Dimsic, Dimsic held his own. I love it. And I'm the, I'm the, uh, and I'm the Thierry Henry of the podcast because I already, I already knew what, what our person was going to be doing before he, before he said. Now a player, a player that passes the eye test and should pass the metrics is Trossard. Mm. Mm. And also, I, I player I'd said at the beginning of the transfer window, we should be going after. Which is rare I, for me to be right, to be honest. I was, I, I, you know, with the Mudrick thing, I, I think I, I, I don't have the time to go back and 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 find this, but I, I know that there were points where I was saying, you know, Mudrick seems to be a, a, a huge ceiling, but for half the price, I thought, and it ended up being mm. one one fifth of the price, or or you know, one third yeah. or fourth of the price. 
um, Still, you know, why don't we get Trossard? Then I found out he was 28, which affected me a little bit. Then I heard from some Brighton uh, regulars and, and season ticket holders that, you know, he might not necessarily fit in that well at Arsenal. And I'm not, so I got a little bit off of him a, a bit, but I'm loving what I'm seeing from him so far. And I just. Final, I was similar to you, Mike. And the final thing was when I realized that Stecklenburg had managed him at Genk. Yeah. Yeah, that makes won the league. And I thought, ah. So maybe we need to hire Vincent Company, and we'll have a player on our hand in Sambi Lakanga because, because <laughs> as, uh, as as someone mentioned earlier um, in the chat, um, I want to want to give credit to him when he does. But uh, yeah, it was Chris. Uh, Company made Sambi so so good at at Anderlecht, and now his confidence is gone. It does seem like that. Uh, speaking of confidence, and this is our final uh, question for you before uh, before we move over to to, to Robbie, uh, not Robbie, Robbie, but uh, but my Robbie, um, is uh, at what point on Sunday last week should I have been kicked out of the Tollington? Uh, when you came back from doing your, and I've looked at your fateful AFTV interview. Don't <laughs> erase that from your memory. Don't look at you the comments. Were... He was he, he was rare form, rare form. Okay, incredible scenes. Uh, I mean, I had one pint. I had one pint a lager. Jared bought me, and I think you drank about three Red Bull and vodkas. Is that what I was on after the game? I thought it was red wine, but I, I who if, knows? No, you was on you was on Red Bull with a white liquid. Now I'm <sighs> presuming the white liquid's vodka. Well, vodka isn't or white. But but you know it uh, yeah now that uh, Owen Owen was getting worried. I had so much fun, uh, and 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 you are part of it, and everyone else that came that day was part of it, and winning was part of it. But it's uh, it was a great day. It was awesome to meet you. And we're just going to pick up where we left off next week. Uh, and, and poor old Lottie, as I walked over to I'm going, right, was looking at me as if to say, "Save me, save me." Who? <laughs> Lottie. Oh, Lottie. Oh, jeez. Did I see Lottie? <laughs> you did, yes. <laughs> well, she's she's uh she's a nice uh nice person for uh for for putting up with me on Sunday. But it was good to see you. And um, you know what? Yeah, we move to, on. See you again. We move on. We'll, we're going to be watching us uh, dealing with Everton next weekend together. Uh, yeah, schools in New Orleans. So uh, so I'm looking forward to yeah, that. I'll, I'll leave eight thirty tomorrow. So. Beautiful. Well, uh, well, don't don't miss it. Uh, enjoy New York, and then we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next right. week. Take care. Bye. Buddy. Cheers. Now I have. Now I know who I have to apologize to. <laughs> yeah, he's just doing you a favor. He threw you an assist. It's your job to you know put it in the net there. Like you got to salvage that one. Yeah, that was uh, that was it was not good. I mean, any I don't you know anytime this happens, um, it's it's not. Appropriate behavior at a party. Gurners podcast. We've won. We've won. We've won the league. The Gurners podcast has won the league. Won the league. We have won the league. Yeah, the Gurners podcast. We'll be nice enough to drink with you at the bar, but you may not want to because it's not pretty. Yeah, no, well, drink drink with us before the game, but be careful <laughs> of us after the game. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Someone who's seen this version of me before, um, where you know clearly I had some sort of chemical food poisoning type of situation, uh, is Rob Ford uh, from the D.C. area having a drink himself, looking dapper, looking looking what what is it what is it um, drip drench. <laughs> No, he's got the drip, drip, bro. The drip, drip. Looking, looking fly. He's looking. Nah, man, fly. man's he's is right dope. though. It is he's dench, look- but yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're looking dope. You're looking dense. You're looking fly. Um, all the stuff that you know, I said, I, I talked about at my bar mitzvah. Um, so, Rob, it's it's good to see you again. Um, I want to great. And what did you think about the game? Is that where we're going to start? Well, I want to ask you, like, we, we, we've been all over the game. Let's let's zero back in because we didn't really quite get into the Sambi Lakonga thing. And then with this situation that's currently going on, uh, we do have the Caicedo 
um, Instagram post. He has put a transfer request and he is requesting to get out of there. So I'm going to ask you as an Arsenal fan, go ahead and put yourself in the manager seat. How do you manage the Sambi Lakonga situation? And are you excited about, about Caicedo? Is that the talent that we should be looking for? Should we be waiting for Rice in the summer? How, how would you navigate these waters right now? Uh, I'm glad you asked me that because I, yeah, I, I definitely had a few thoughts. I mean, number one, in terms of Sambi, I mean, I don't know if four days is enough to pull this off, but I feel like he needs a loan. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, he needs he needs a loan for his confidence. I mean, you know, he he's, you know, he he's been he's been inconsistently played, and he's also been inconsistent when he has played. So I think what needs to happen is he needs to get loaned if we can pull that off in the next four days or so um as far as Caicedo I mean you know I've you know I've watched I've watched him with Ecuador before even the World Cup and stuff like that with you know a couple Ecuador matches because they're they're kind of my South American team I was there in 05 uh so I've you know follow Ecuador a little bit and like Estupinian and Caicedo were like the two big standout players on that team and Judging by what they, you know, the scares they put in people at the World Cup, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. and I know it shouldn't be the only metric that we, you know, judge a player on, but I think it's a pretty good one to show what Kaiseido can do on the big stage. And I mean, he's already proven that he's got, you know, some techers with like Brighton. So I mean, I definitely, I, I mean, I, I'm excited if we can pull it off. If Bowley doesn't like, you know come out from under, you know, come out from the sewers like Pennywise and, you know, with like a hundred million quid. Uh, and, two, uh, two, th- two things. First, you said the magic word, which is uh, coming out of the sewers. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, this obviously has to go up. Um, <laughs> what are the chances? He has, he has a picture for everything, this guy. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, anytime someone comes out of a sewer, the, I, the, I, first of all, that actually happened. Um, I dropped my keys down there. It wasn't like I was like. Da, 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 da. Um, second thing, we have to sign this guy because then we have the full set. We have Muhammad, Jesus, Jesus and Moises. So I mean, who else would we need in that in that situation? I mean, it's uh, it, it's it's faded. I always thought our only way of pulling off the treble uh, was to sign Victor Moses, and I'm like, well, that might just not be what we need. But no, Moses. I'm just going to call him Moses Casado because because uh, then then it works. But we'll have I mean, the Abrahamic Trinity going on. You know, uh, uh, Dublin Gooner makes a really good point. You know, Burnley's doing pretty well. Company's the guy that hyped him up in the first place. Do you hey, like? Can anybody get on the phone? Call this guy up. See if we can't arrange something. I bet it's. I bet it's being discussed. Maybe. I mean, maybe not specifically to Burnley, but I bet it's being discussed. I mean, the we always do seem to have the talent of getting like eight players out on loan in the, you know, in the last two days of the transfer window, uh, normally on very unfavorable terms to us and favorable to whoever's getting them. We don't have eight players to send out on loan, thankfully anymore. Uh, we just have one, maybe two. Um, but uh, I mean, Rob, you think, uh, I know you've said that you think that it should happen. I absolutely think that it should happen. Um, do you think it gets done? I mean, what, where's your money on right now? Uh, I'd say about 50-50 about whether or not it gets done. I mean, again, time is a factor. I mean, we, we, you know, the clock is ticking. We've got, you know, we've got literally 96 hours to get this thing done. So, um, Rob, I don't, you, I don't want to derail you, but six, we put in a bit of 60 million. It's been rejected. The word is that 75 million may not be enough to do with it. And that Brighton may go all the way to a hundred. Is this guy yeah. worth it? Do we do this right now? Hmm. I mean, we're that, not spending a hundred on him, are we? That, that, I, I mean, I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't go over 75 if the deal that was on the table that was, you know, that I read about that, you know, puts more of that 60 to 75 million quid up front. I mean, I, I might do that. I might do that deal. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go over 75 though. And I mean, I, you know, there is a premium for 
center, you know, there is a premium for like center midfielders in this league, but I think Densick just said it best here in the chat. I mean, we don't have any midfield cover. Um, yeah, we, 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 we can't let Sambi go until we sign somebody. That's the problem. I mean, I I know this doesn't sound great, Esther, but I think we might have to pay the piper, even if we're looking at like Rice or somebody like that in the summer. I mean, we might have to pay the piper on this one. I know. I, Mike, that's a great question for you. Rice or Casado, which one would you go? If they're both going for $75 million each, but Rice, you have to wait until the summer, what do you do? I do both. Yeah, sure. My guy. I mean, well, I, I mean, look, I've, it's been stated that it's not out of the realm of possibility that, that they're interested in both. Now, I, I do I – would I bet that, that we're going to have both of those players starting next season for us? No. Um, but, you know, I – when we get Champions League and we know that there's that extra that extra revenues coming in, I mean, I, I just I see an aggression out of this team in recruitment to not spend stupidly, hmm. but that doesn't mean that they won't spend the 70 million on a player. Obviously, we are willing to for Mudrick. And you know, that doesn't mean that we're just gonna go and spend that on somebody else because it's there. We we didn't overspend on Trossard, in my opinion. And we won't overspend on either one of those two guys. But, I mean, we're a destination now where players want to come, whether it's because of the coach, because of the other players on the team, or because of the fact that we're the simple fact that we're leading the league. And it's pretty damn clear that we're that, that whoever comes here is going to have Champions League football next year. But so, Mike, Mike, Brighton paid $7 million, I believe, for Caicedo. Now they're talking about $75 million to well, they're wizards. They're wizards. They're it, out Dortmunding Dortmund right now. It's true, right? Right, Rob. I mean, Rob loves Dortmund, and, and, they're, mean, and oh, they they are absolutely out Dortmunding Dortmund because I mean, Dortmund's not even Hamburging correctly. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'll give you that. And now I'm hungry. Thank you very much. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of nuts what they've done. The biggest one of them all was was the one that went to Chelsea. Um, yeah, that they had yeah. for like one year, and they went from like thirteen to sixty-five million pounds in one in one season. Um, we're seeing the same thing with Matoma right now. I think they bought Matoma for about five million, and they're easily seeing forty-five to fifty to try to get them him off their hands. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would I would contribute to that. Right, I'd sell one of my properties to uh, <laughs> to to bring in Matoma right now. I mean, he's that good, but. Mike yeah, I mean Brighton is is right now starting to you know they're they're starting to be kind of the Southampton in a sense, but but a better team than Southampton, and their players are just you know going up the country instead of the Liverpool and Arsenal. Now they're going to Chelsea and Arsenal, but it's it's uh, I think Andrew Allen, uh, good friend of the pod and and uh, and, a, and a guy who I met last week, said that. We should just spend the money that we were going to spend on Mudrick on Brighton's scouting system, and uh, and and just you know, and that might eventually over time save us money. But uh, Rob, if we don't get Caicedo, is there anybody else that you're looking at that might be able to fill that hole? What's more, ne what's more needed? Is it the Partey backup, or is it the Jaka, or is it the Jaka backup? Where, where, where do you where do you spend money, and how? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Nice. I mean, I will, I will have to hesitantly lean toward um, the party backup. I mean, it it depends on how much, it depends on how much we could drop on somebody like an Onana or somebody like that from Everton. I mean, you know, they they would be getting a they would get a be getting a big ROI or return investment on on him because. He came over from Leon Hamburg for not that much. From <laughs> from <enough>. where? <laughs> uh, he started out with Hamburg, so uh, no. But where? No, out. but where did he? Where did he come out? Did you say Leon? No, nah, Leo. But oh, Leo. Leo. Okay, I thought you said Leon. All right, my bad. I'm sorry. I, I I don't have a chance for you to put the bar up and do the lion. Uh, but we'll, we'll do that one. 
Real quick, on what's being said here, I just want to make sure that it is cleared up. Actually, the Ibrahim Bamba news has actually been completely deflated. Uh, the agent has come out and said that he was not in London to speak about Bamba. He was actually has his offices here. He was on his way to Germany to speak about one of his other players, and that there is nothing in the Bamba link. So we, uh, I, I know they said that they said Arsenal's interested, but that. It's not something that's like in the final stages of or whatever the the phrase is that's used in trans. You know, we're, we apparently Arsenal are sniffing around, but the but the and and, and digging into the player, but the uh, the the transfer is not in its final stages. Um, but you know, it, it is funny how there just seems now to be a large amount of players of of high quality at various prices that are like on our radar and and seemingly interested in us. I mean whether Casado happens or not, a year ago, two years ago, players of that quality were not pushing their current clubs to let them go for a move to Arsenal. And and it's amazing how much a year and some success uh makes because now I think players are going to come to us. I think we're going to get some deals that are at, at very good prices because we're a destination that they want to go to, um, unless Chelsea just continues to inflate the market like they do, and we have to pay massive prices. But I, I mean, I, I think I think we're finally getting to the point where we're working towards having 18 players who could start in any given game, and you'd feel comfortable with. I think right now we're at about 14, 13, 14, and and. Um, and and we're getting to be closer to 18 to 20. And that's that's the way you stay on top. Resigning Martinelli, which by the way, um couldn't have been more happy about that. Yes. And, oh, um, he's cooking, he's on that grill. I mean, the 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 next five to sec to five to six years with these contract extensions, the youth of our squad and the uh, the players that are resigning. I mean, this this is now me two hours after getting knocked out of an FA Cup, and I love me some deep runs in a cup. Um, but you know, I love filling cups up with with uh, deep runs and 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 goodness and wins. But it's that didn't happen. But here we are, still talking about our bright future, and I think that's. I just want to point out how that's that's a massive sea change in the Arsenal world. So um, no, no, there's even Mendy. That's happening between us. I mean, I think even as we came into the pre-show, we do have to admit that we're we're the odd ones out. We we do the podcast, we do the media. We may not be reflective. Rob, what do you feel after coming out of that game? Does well, Rob, you're an angry guy. How do you feel about that? <laughs> talk get you hyped? Does it help you? Does it help you cope with the, the loss? How 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 do you? How, what's the vibe right now over in Robland? Oh, all right. Well, the vibe in Robland, like the immediate like borders of Robland here, Rob um, is is that um, I mean, I'm not you know disappointed that we didn't get a chance to like sock sitting mouth. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I'm not mad. I'm not down about it because at the end of the we didn't show all of our cards. I mean, you know, you had Erdegaard coming on late. You had other guys coming on late. I mean, you. You know, our rotation guys did really well to keep them in check throughout most of the games, aside from the Ake slip up. And I mean, the 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 great the big takeaway I have from this is that we did not we did not show our entire hand, um, and that is important because when we have Erdegaard, <laughs> we have Erdegaard coming back, and you know. You know, either Martinelli or Trossard on the left. I mean, obviously Salivo and Gabriel will be back, and Benny Benny White, Benny Blanco will be back. I mean, you're you're gonna have all these guys that are gonna be starting against City in the league that they didn't get a lookout um, in this match. You know, by Pep and crew. So I mean, I I'm honestly not you know I'm honestly not that sad and or angry. Mike, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm are you not that, are, are you so happy? What, what was the phrase? This is a private joke, but the or an inside joke. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just not upset because I'm so happy for like the Jamaican men's team or something. What, what was it? Oh, I'm happy about the women's World Cup, so I don't even mind that Jamaica beat the U.S. I, That's I'm, what it was. I'm just, I'm just. 
I'm just I'm just so happy. Well, is I'm just so happy for Jamaica they got to advance as, as you know yeah. further in a Concacaf competition. Um, yeah, no, that that was down in their that was an aggravating boat. comment, but it but it means means absolutely nothing to the 29 people that are watching. So I shouldn't have brought it up. Um, and uh, so yeah, I mean, I I think it's probably good to 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 wrap this up here as we get just moments seconds away from the hour mark. We're gonna try to keep these podcasts a little shorter. Um, so that the quality and you could savor every moment of them rather than have you know being a, a trudge to get through. Um, last you know, question. Plus my family wants to see me more for some reason. So, last question for Rob as we as we uh, this will be your your goodbye question. So go ahead and sound off. After watching today's game, are you more, less, or equally confident about the upcoming run-ins with City? I would say equally. Uh, I mean, you know, there there's a certain balance we achieved today, so I would say equally. Um, looking for, I'm looking forward to the battles. They're definitely going to be more animated, <laughs> to say the least. So, I think I think that that the the squad as a whole and Arteta, and he kind of referred to this in his in his post game comments, which were very short and sweet, as as per. Uh, but you know, I think you and you come out of this game knowing that you belong where you are you didn't win but you didn't get i mean you didn't get spanked and and you know i made some stupid comment a year ago about how our losses were getting better they're becoming better losses which just (laughs) apparently shows a loser mentality i'm told but but uh you know but we are punching level with the best in the world right now and we are amongst the best in the world right now and we belong there and and no more do we wonder whether we're just kind of having a, a temporary resurgence and then the next time we come up against an opponent we fall fl- flat on our on our ass i mean we'll, we'll learn that once again hopefully against everton who has all the motivation in the world to show up for their game on saturday uh, but uh you know we, we're we belong now and i think this game does nothing to undermine that in the confidence and the emotion and the feeling of the team now if we go without Partey for a week or two or three or six because of this rib thing, then hold on to your hats because that is the one area we cannot afford a downgrade. And that was ultimately clear in the second half of this game today. So uh, last words, Aston? Yeah, I was just going to say that, listen, man, don't let those United and Chelsea fans get you down until you have a loser mentality for trusting the process because that's all you were doing, buddy. That's all you were doing. And I do believe in my manager. And I do believe that what we saw today was a, again, in my eyes, and maybe I I saw something different. I saw an Arsenal team that didn't seem like they were coming out of second gear. I really didn't see the, the, the press wasn't as hard. There was a lot of times when I saw a lot of city players just standing there on the ball and we didn't really engage them as much, almost as if we were holding back. And for me, and that's not to say that I think city was going for it like crazy either. I think they were, they kind of matched our energy levels, kind of like the energy levels of the Eddie hot in general. I mean, like what a quiet stadium! I mean, I, I was there. I was there seven, seven, eight, eight or nine days ago. Eight days ago for the for the game against Spurs. Now that game involved a surprising, boring, and and suddenly down two nil first half, followed by you know what would should have been one of the most exciting for them second halves of scoring four goals in succession and and, and spanking them, and it was just dead. It was so dead. I mean, the music, the, the light show that they did before the game was easily the most excited anybody got. Uh, so, you know, again, they're just, they're not, the, they're not a good fan base and they don't deserve to win things and, uh, and F them. But um, we only got to play there one more time this season. And I fancy us. I fancy the hell out of us. And, and, and we will get out of second gear. We will get out of third and fourth gear and move into fifth gear when we play them in two weeks. I have no doubt about it. So you may be able eight to two. We're going to win. You, you <laughs> might be able to buy trophies and players, but you'll never be able to buy class. And that you can't buy you can't buy love and fan base and adoration and and uh, mm-hmm. and and we've got that right now in spades. So uh, so yeah. Here here's oh I thought that was a picture with. I literally was trying to put. I was trying to put this picture up of of, of Demsec, 
I'm going to guess this was after the game. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, always good to see people at pubs and, uh, and, and, and hang out. And, and so again, we'll, uh, I'll, uh, hopefully doing a Sunday roast this weekend. So, uh, I'll probably talk more about the trip with Danny and, uh, and then we'll pod sometime next week, if not a couple times next week, as we get ready for Guna Gras. Guna Gras is Thursday of next week. So, uh, so we're going to do it. That's about it. Uh, thanks for joining the open mic. Quick, tell what? people who may not know what Guna Gras is real quick. Um, I don't really know what Guna Gras is, and I've been there five or six times. It is. It, it's it's, it's too many Irish goodbyes for this guy. Yeah, it's five or six hundred. Well, maybe four or five hundred Arsenal fans flocking together from all parts of the U.S. and as we've seen with uh, with Demsec from from the U.K. as well and other areas uh, of of the country uh, and the world. And we just love Arsenal. We it's all about meeting people and communicating and making new friends and seeing old friends and. Some are silver and the other are gold and all that bullshit. You asked me the question. Um, oh no, this is for crabs for for Calceta. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he. Um, I thought you that, said that's, that's what Brighton do. This, I mean, this was the last step for Trossard before he came over. And and look, I I I don't mind a guy going, you know, getting getting <laughs> sidelined like that because it means that they're going to move him on. But uh, but yeah, Dunagra, mm-hmm. if you're not coming, you missed the boat. Uh, but come next season because it, it is a uh, it's a fantastic time. Lots of fun is had by all. You'll make lifelong friends when you're there, and uh, and you one thousand percent will have a child nine months later. <laughs> so uh, so that's it. Uh, good to see you guys, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This has been podcast season seven, episode seven seventy eight. We are doing a hundred episodes this season. And um, and it's been an open mic show after Man City won, Arsenal nil. Bye-bye, FA Cup. Hello, league. Watching the Gooners podcast, a production of TGP Media, wholly on subsidiary of Wanker Broadcasting Company Limited PLC. All rights and likenesses, except for Owens, are available for purchase and distribution according to the historical tenets of Bird Law. Make sure to check out the Gooners podcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash TGP. Find Gooners v. Cancer at goonersvcancer.com. And don't forget, get them credit cards out. The Gooners podcast has been brought to you thanks to a generous investment from Elon Musk as well as the letter G and the number 69. Remember, Gooner family, that Tottenham get better everywhere they go. TGP.